All right. You guys are in for a treat today. Something different than you're used to here on the show because I am bringing a plethora of speakers that have a couple of things in common. Of course, their faith in Jesus is the ultimate and that creates the synchronicity that has brought them now to this second thing that they have in common, which is sharing a stage. And you're likely a speaker in and of your own right and you have something inside of you that you want to vocalize. And so all of these speakers are coming with an intention to equip, to serve, and to show up boldly so that you too can do the exact same thing in a place that is often, you know, different and a place that is often being shook when it comes to business and it comes to sharing our faith in business. It's ultimately a movement of mission-driven leaders founded in Christ, and the conference is called the Founder Con. If you have yet to hear about this, maybe you've been hiding under a rock because it's been essentially three years in the making. It was originally called Grow Your Business for God's Sake, and we are still doing the exact same thing now under the nonprofit, The Founder Collective. So if you have a business or you raise your hand to having a ministry, either or, they're kind of the same. That's the ultimate business tree. We are calling all of these marketplace ministers, you included, community builders, content creators, pastors, managers, executives, movement makers, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs to the table. And we are going to be sharing an incredibly intimate experience while also a virtual conference. So I say intimacy because intimacy comes in community and it comes in connection and depth and vulnerability, but it's going to be a party. Okay, y'all. I love a party. I love surprises. I love excitement. And so today, the plethora of people that you're going to hear from, they're going to tap into what exactly they're going to be sharing on stage. And I'm going to be kind of like a narrator. You know, Samuel L. Jackson always plays the role of God uh, over top of movies. I do not sound like Samuel L. Jackson. I totally understand, but I'm going to narrate the process so you get to know a bit more about them. And then you get to hear from them firsthand. So do not stop now just getting started by introducing you to some of this year's FounderCon speakers. They're going to bless you. They're going to equip you. They're coming from a lot of different lenses in order to teach you. But ultimately, it's not about them just sharing their testimony. This is a movement conference. This is an action-taking conference. You are going to leave with, yes, step one, yes, step two, and you're going to know how it's going to truly transform the lives of the people that you're connected to based on how you integrated it into your component of business, whatever that is, ministry, businessry, right? All right, we're all on the same page now, so let's get started. Oh, and before you wait any longer, seriously, pause right now, go to www.thefoundercon.com. Don't forget the thefoundercon.com and get your ticket because it's going to go fast. We only have a reserved number of seats in the room. There'll be 200 in the room, 2000 online. Let's go. We've got MCs both for the virtual arena. And so you can get a virtual ticket too. If you can't join us in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 10th and 11th. 2023. We cannot wait for you to be there. Stay tuned for all the details and get to know the speakers right now. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi. 
teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. All right, so up first is Dustin and Carrie Tavella. Holy cow, I can't even tell you how much I love these people. Honestly, you're going to hear this about everyone. I love every single person who is coming to the stage this year. Uh, Carrie Tavella got to speak last year at the 2022 conference, and she made so many people weep, uh, but she was also, what I believe, opened a can of worms when it came to everyone being wide open with their stories. She has a way of just penetrating the heart and infusing truth instantaneously because she tells the truth. She is a truth teller through and through. Her and her husband essentially won, and I say them both because we know it takes two to tango. They won AGT in 2021. So Dustin has an incredible magic show that he's going to put on for us that is ultimately rooted in miracle making. And so if you ever go back to watch the YouTube of AGT 2021 Dustin Tavello winner, you will see how he has infused Jesus into every single message. They're going to come together to share and I want them to talk about their faith journey of finances. They have radical financial stories that are incredible blessings all the way into what feels like impoverished experiences that are totally blessed on the other side by them enduring the heartaches and the heartbreaks. And I think it's so connected to what happened on AGT. We are also going to be talking about being willing to go where you are sent immediately. Like no hesitation. The Lord speaks. Let's go. So activation connected to our businesses, connected to what God is putting inside of us and our ultimate calling. Lastly, they're going to be talking about the making of a miracle and what it looked like behind the scenes. You've heard it said that a overnight success took 10 years to happen. (laughs) Well, Dustin and Carrie are both going to share what that story looked like and what even the faith journey connected to the prophetic lens that Carrie had in the process. And lastly, the prioritization of family and the season to season experience that they had even after the AGT win and the Las Vegas uh, show that he had for a year. The, the choices that they made in that time frame and how it truly has blessed the other side of their ministry and their home. So, so much in store. I could, they could just talk. Everyone could really just sit there and tell their story, but I want it to be something that you can hold tight to, that you can chew on and you can infuse and as an action item. Remember, we're here to equip, not just to hear about other people. So this is a learning opportunity for you to apply in your own based experience. All right, Dustin and Carrie Tavella, here you go. I love yeah. talking about this. I know, you're so good. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, actually, so Dustin just taught me so much. Like he was the one discipling me when I met him and even being a missionary, like he obviously learned how to live on a little, you know, and be really frugal. And so I didn't really have that kind of background. Like we just never, it wasn't like that for our family, but, um, like we, he would always joke that he gave away two cars, but he never bought a car. Like God just always (laughs) provided for him what he needed in that time. And then he was so radically obedient, even when it didn't make sense, you know? And um, 
so when we were, were we married yet? When we were praying, God just, we were praying. I, it was either right before we got married or after we got married. Was it? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. We were just praying, God, give us whatever you say we need to spread your truth from here. And like, whatever you say. And I was like within a week, we probably worked like $10,000 worth of studio equipment just given to us. Like brand new mics, computers. Someone gave us his friend, bought us a speaker, like, um, just crazy stuff. And we made the hallway. We, it's so fun. We got to look back at these pictures. We made the hallway into a recording booth. Without asking our landlord. In the hallway. Without asking the landlord in the hallway. And he cut a whole like, Looking back, we probably, like God's providing all this stuff. And we're totally like ripping our apartment. We took the carpet out of our, we, yeah, that's. Well, we all started positive, but that's fine. <laughs> we're still in the phase of learning, right? Like, try to respect me. Like, hey, could we put a bunch of holes in the walls? Yeah. <laughs> he got a hole. He got a square in the door. For the sake of the of God, it's God. It's for God's glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. He pull, he cut a square in the door of the hallway and yeah, made, cut a window in like, it, like plexiglass for the, for the recording studio. But my thought was the other apartments didn't even have that door in the hallway, so I was like, when we leave here, I'll just throw the door away, and then they won't even know that it's missing because the other apartments <laughs> don't even have a door. Oh my gosh! But, I don't know. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> just right. it. so good. Okay. Well, because thinking back, I'm like, why? Anyway, sorry. It was crazy though. Like we had everything we needed. All we needed left was foam for the walls, right, to cover the walls in. And we were driving down to Skid Row where we were doing ministry full time. Stay high to the guys as we were driving to another area to buy foam. Well, as we're passing through Skid Row, we run into a friend of ours, this Asian guy who would like drive around Skid Row five days a week and just hand out like dollar bills. Jesus loves you. It was just so sweet. And he just hands us a wad of cash out of the blue and it ended up being like the exact amount we needed for the foam. Like we didn't even actually have money to go buy the foam. We were just going to go look at it. Like everything like that was step by step, just like God leading us. And, um, and it was wild because even in those times of just, you know, not having a lot, I mean, I remember I had $2 and 14 cents in my bank account. He had $4 and we were praying, you know, cause God was, we were doing full-time homeless ministry. And so we were praying like, God, should we get jobs? Cause we feel like we're supposed to do full-time ministry, but this is scary. You know, I never had such little amount. And through that whole process, he was challenging us to be open-handed, be generous, no matter what, like nothing is ours. And so um, we were on our knees praying that night after we saw $6 that we have, like wondering how we're going to get gas or eat that week. And we go to church and the pastor gives us an envelope with a card in it. And it has a $100 gift card. And it just said, it was anonymous. It said, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are a blessing. I have to share the adoption story really quick because when we moved to Texas and we were adopting our first son, Xander, we again, we were full-time missionaries. We had nothing. We were living totally on support. This woman was still giving us $1,300 a month and we just made it work with that. And we um, were in the process of adopting. We were going home to see our families. Um, right before we went to see our families for them to meet Xander, we gave friends of ours $400. We felt like God said, give them $400. They both have full-time jobs. They do really well. They lived in Dallas and we're like, why? Like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know why. And so we did it. And then the next day we get hit with a $2,800 bill from the attorneys saying we needed it the next day for Xander's adoption fees and all this stuff for the attorneys. Yeah. So we asked our friends, it was the first time in four years that we ever borrowed money. Like God always provided every single month right on time and wild story. So we borrowed money from our friends. They're like, sure, no problem. I'm like, we'll pay you back in the next two months. We'll be able to pay you. And so 
they write the check for us. And then we were talking like, okay, we're going home to see our families. Do we go to a church? Do we do like a love offering? Does he do a magic show? Like, should we raise money? Like fundraise? Because we got to pay this. Yeah, we got to pay back. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I would like to not have to wait two months to pay them. So like we're trying to purchase a kid here. <laughs> Just give us some cash. We'll be good. <laughs> So God was clearly like speaking to both of us, no, just go home, be with your families, let them meet Xander, let them enjoy him, don't raise money. And so we went to Ohio, then we went to Pennsylvania, and we went to lunch with some family friends in Pennsylvania, and um, we didn't talk about money at all. No adoption fees, nothing about, Z they just met Xander, that was it. And so at the end of the lunch, the wife was praying, God, I pray you just provide everything this family needs for Xander and the adoption, and um after she finished praying for us, the husband was like, as my wife was praying, um, I, I, I was reminded in my quiet time this morning that God told me, um, take care of my children. That's what he spoke to me. And I was just now reminded as she was praying that we just sold a property and we haven't fully tithed on that property yet. And so I want to write you a check for, for that. The rest, for, for the rest, the, for the rest of the 10%. Of the 10%. And it was $3,000. He wrote a three set. And that, we just paid 2800 So not only did he give us, God provided every penny. He gave us a little extra. Abundance. Just, always. Always the overflow. Like but, it's so good. And y'all, you're listening to this and you're like being mind blown over and over again. And like, again, we could sit here all day and have these stories come out of this couple. And it's amazing. We haven't even really touched base on the fact that AGT has come to fruition the way that it has and the sacrifice that it took to get to that place, right? You know, a lot yeah. of people just like overnight success, Dustin Zavala, right? And you're like, yeah. no, didn't work yeah. like that. And yeah. yet there's been all this transition, all of the, you know, changes and the mindset shifts that have happened in the midst of all of that too. So the glitz and glamour that might be on stage every night, it's like coming home and working through change and working through evolution and working through not having, you know, your best friends next to you or your family close by. And it's blessings in the midst of that journey, right? Every yeah, single yeah. day. And I just think that there's, I can't wait to actually to be a friend and watch everything unfold in the process and, you know, continue to pray for you guys in it. All right. Up next, I got to say it. I love her. I love her so much. Ashley Henry is uh, oh, so many words. She is confident. She's confident in who she is. She's confident in who she is because of whose she is. And ultimately her heart and, and hope for people is to infuse that same thing for them. She's a confidence coach and she established her ministry through social media, a rise that happened uh, in a quick period of time. And in the midst of that, there was a lot of development and not to mention what happened prior to that, right? We know that she has gone through the fire and that fire is what infuses her to rise from the ashes and consistently set other people ablaze. And that's no different than Moses, right? Like he experienced the burning bush. He was so radiant after being on Mount Sinai coming down. Ashley has that radiance. And when you hear her speak, it comes from a well of wisdom and it also comes from a compassion point. And I believe confidence is ultimately cultivated in that place of compassion, compassion for yourself. Y'all, we're, we're, we go through it and we have hard times. She's got kiddos and she's walked through trauma, but when she shows up and the way that she's going to teach you to show up as well by being on the social media panel, it's going to change the way that you look to social media. It's also going to 
change to the way that you look to quote unquote Christian influencers and what your expectations are from them and also what they need from you. I know so many of us are trying to grow our influence on social media, but you need to have this lens, the one of the person who has gone before you and how do you actually take those skills and apply them to change, but also to prosper. She also is in the midst of writing her book and so she's going to be publishing here soon and so we're going to talk about the journey of how you take your personal story, you infuse it onto a a public platform, excuse me, and then you end up profiting on the other side of that. And the profit of a book, you know, we're going to talk about that through the conference as well from a fit press lens, which is who we are as a company, me specifically, Tamara Andress, and, and what we've done as a fit and faith media co, but it's this blending, right? There's going to be so much blending that's going to happen on the stage. And I think as a recipient of information, it's going to help you to confidently and boldly step into your social media influence and how that is going to tie in to the business ministry that is being cultivated on the inside of you every single day and how that leaves a lasting impression to those who are following along, right? I always say, unfollow me, follow Jesus. And Ash and I are along the exact same page for that. Um, but let's hear it from the, from her firsthand. Ashley, take it away. Yeah. So Ashley is busy. Um, Ashley just shows up how she is, who she is. I believe that was the nature of Christ. And the more I get to know him, the more I fall in love with him, but um, where I'm at right now is it's such a weird season because I'm I'm in where God's like, okay, it's time, but then also there's periods of that time where he's like, and we rest, and we wait, then we go. But overall, in my own life, I am a mom, okay? I am a wife with a busy husband um, who is working, you know, and my kids are in school and I have sick babies and dirty laundry and all the things. And so um, this is something that I get to do along with my priorities and my responsibilities to my beautiful family. So that's where I'm at right now. There's such like grace in the middle of the mess, right? And that's the thing that a lot of people don't speak a lot to, though I have met like Messy in the Middle, another podcast that I've, I've chatted with the host of that. And to know that this is the process, right? I think a lot of times we look to people who especially have a massive social media following like you do, and they think that there's like superhuman trait that you have that they can't have access to. Yeah. And and I've had people approach me a lot like that, like that there's this like secret recipe or secret um, thing that I'm doing, but it really is grace. And I love that you say that because- the nature of grace is really what catapults us into confidence. I mean, that's where I truly found it was when I was able not to just give grace to other people. I think that's easier, but to give grace to myself. And then just to know that um, is able to just show up who you are, right? There's never like, I think that we like to look at that like faith too, right? Like, or a relationship with Christ where we think it's like work, work, this plan, this plan. But ultimately it's just saying yes being available, um, and, and kind of using common sense for me, my family comes first, you know, like I don't believe in balance. I don't believe that there is a balancing act. Um, I know a lot of experts that try to come to me and they ask me how I do it all. And I'm like, I'll be real with you. If there's one area that I'm striving in, there's another one that probably needs some attention. Um, 
And that's where the grace of God is made available, right? And he gives us the strength to do what he's called us to do. As long as we show up, we say yes to him, um, and we give him all the glory. So, And I love the word like availability, just that notion. And I think when we th- think of the antithesis of being busy, our busy schedules can actually keep us from ever being available. I think about my friendships. I mean, you and I wanted to yeah. hang out, right? It's like, when are you free? Uh, nope, not. Nope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. how are we making ourselves available to the Lord if he can't ring us up and, and I have to end and sorry, busy uh, calling, call me later, leave a message after the tone. Right. Talk right. to us through how do you create availability in your spirit? Yeah. So that's number one. I mean, that honestly is my medication. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. my dependency. That is, that is like a non-negotiable, right? So we have non-negotiables in our life. Those are those common sense things. So you'll hear me use like very plain, basic words. I never, I've never been one from the hood. I'll be real with you. I'm from the hood. I dropped out of school two times. Um, and I learned a lot of these big words when I became a Christian. Okay. So I never want to assume that people know these huge words that we use nowadays. So you'll hear me say really basic words like attention or priorities. Um, and for me, um, spiritually where I make that is a non-negotiable. So that's not something that I compromise. Common sense. Common sense for me is my, my time with God and my time with my husband and my time with my children. Now, is it perfect every time? No, it's not perfect every time. Am I lacking in an area? Yes. But guess what? Grace. Okay. Grace is made available to me. Um, but in regard of that, like I never like I know some people are so amazing at that, like when it comes to that time spiritually with God, right? We are spiritually growing Mm -hmm. all the time. We're never making it. There's never like you made it. Now, when it comes to ministry or purpose, and this is where I've really recently been with Jesus. I'm just really like dove into studying his ministry. Um, There was a period where he was alone before he went and ministered. There was a time for everything. Right. Um, And I think that we always want to just hop into things. I know for me, my personality is like, I'm a visionary. Let's go. I don't know what we need to do, but we're going to do it. Um, And so God has really helped me in that area. But in paying attention to his ministry, he was with his father first. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he that was so utterly important to him. And of course, he went with his father continually through his ministry. But he really wanted to wait to the time was right. And I don't want to think of the what if, if he didn't. But for me, um, I think about that. I think, like I said, I'm in a season where God's like, yes, in this and I make him priority. But then there's times where he's like, just be with me. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and wait for me. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. It's so vital in your walk, wherever you are to, spiritually make God number one. And now that doesn't look like waking up at five o'clock in the morning and having five Bible journals and like your Bible. Sometimes that's like, I had a sick daughter this morning. So for me, it's like resting and then afternoon nap time. Um, But knowing that God is my number one, he's like, we can't do that. I can't do this without you. Like he's my water, man. He's my food. He's my bread. He's my everything. And, and ultimately everything I do is for him. And so if that is the focal point of everything that you do, 
um, God is with you. Right. And so for me, it is very practical. Um, my Bible time, my journal time, my, uh, I, I think that people like to make it overcomplicated, you know, um, and that's just a conversation for another time. But ultimately for me, I just talk to God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I get in his word. I have a, a study. I share my devotionals that I, I use for other people. It's a, it's kind of like a catalyst, mm-hmm. right? Like a study is a catalyst of like, okay. And you know, this is where I'm at, but then God may take me somewhere else in the yeah. word. Does that yeah. make any sense? But it's like yeah. a motivation to get there. Like I we agree. Put on our, right. We put on our workout clothes, like our workout clothes ain't going to get us losing yep. the weight. It ain't going to get us <laughs> strong. So you know what I'm saying? But we put on our, but we put on our workout clothes because it's preparing us for where we want to be. We get in this devotional because it's going to take us where God wants us in the word. And then ultimately he just wants us to be with him and he wants us to get to know who he is. Um, And the purpose that he had for us a long time ago, just like he did for Jesus in the beginning. All right, next up, you have one of the OGs in the industry when it comes to life coaching. Now, I think life coaching is obviously directly connected to business because without our internal development, we cannot help other people. Um, The personal development realm kind of gets a bad rap, but this is different uh, because she actually was in the personal development self-help world for about, I think it's like 16 years until she had a radical encounter with Jesus, which helped not only develop a new new foundation to her business, but also realizing that she was making eternal change instead of temporary change. Alejandra, she is oh, absolutely beautiful. And the way that she shows up to teach is specifically around the book that she's writing alongside Fit and Faith Press, which will be out in the new year. But Alejandra is speaking about the 180 method and how do you apply that? She's also going to be speaking about it from a business perspective on what does it look like to certify coaches underneath your unique methodology? I want you guys to understand it's not just about the concept or the zone of genius for the speaker. We're going to get into their business success and how have they done it effectively. So breaking that down, kind of moving the the curtain back so that you can you can hear, see, and apply. Alejandra Crisofoli, we love you so much and we're so grateful for you to come to the stage as a keynote speaker. You're such a baller, Alejandra. Like you do all these things and you help all these people and you're just like this baller coach. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. I like that. But I want to like redefine what being a baller truly is. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's not just about like money or whatever you might think of when you think of baller. It really means to choose to win the fight against fear to speak through trust instead of falsehood, um, to promote wisdom rather than confusion, and to focus on faith beyond obstacles. And that is what does and me. Wow. I want the definition so I can put that on the backdrop of my computer. Because there's a finale of your bio that I was like, ooh, this is new. I haven't heard this. She says, known for her engaging and compelling style, which that just prove that, but she's taken practical business expertise and married it to energetic spiritual science. And this is the part giving her clients results without the BS. And I was like, that alone results without the BS is baller, but I am loving the depth uh, and the width of what it is that you just explained because 
I don't think, even though people are always wanting to associate to integrity, that yeah. that's something that they actually search for when they're looking for a coach, but they should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely the foundation of what I stand firm in. Like I, having been in the industry and I don't think we've shared this part yet, but I've, I've been a coach for 19, almost 20 years. So I was a coach back when it wasn't even a thing. Like people yeah, didn't yeah. Know life coaching was right. Yeah. Um, so I'm also referred to often as the pioneer in the coaching industry. And so back then, not knowing what that was, people really didn't get like, what, like how, and what is that? Um, so I felt like really being integral and, and honest and authentic, which I know that word is, you know, spread out or said a lot, but it's true. Like that is the foundation of having a great coach as someone who can truly walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, and, and I find that that doesn't always happen, which yeah. is kind of, you know, challenging. Yeah. Well, it's more and more challenging the more and more people get into it, right? Like it's no different than podcasting, for instance. I feel yeah. like now that so many people are popping into this space more and more, I'm like, can you really trust what everyone with a mic says, right? Can you trust that every coach actually knows what they're talking about or has some realm of influence that's worth listening to or um, worth applying to our business? And whether it's a business or a life thing, anything that has to do with your life is life coaching. So I think business <laughs> is life coaching. A healing, like a true healing journey began. Um, and during my the first part of my healing journey, I had a mentor who said to me, listen, Alejandra, you do amazing things and you do incredible work. But if you find God, you're going to be a happy girl. Wow. And I was like, wow, okay, so I truly do need to find God. And who is that? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And it led me on the path of getting to know Christ. And, you know, just, uh, I mean, it makes me want to cry. He's so incredible and literally pulled me out of the darkness and into the light and like, you're mine. And here's what I need you to do. And that is the work that I've been doing. And so the anxiety gone, insomnia, totally got like how, who I was before and who I am now is totally a 180, which as you know, what yes. I, I coach. So like you got to get into the 180 method. But before you do, yeah. what I find so incredible and, and I want people to, to hook their you know teeth into their claws into is the understanding that like, usually it's a messy story. Usually there's some sort of element of it, it doesn't look pretty. Um, I, I was just thinking this morning how pretty much in my quarter life crisis, I was just like running so fast that I thought I was supersonic. I thought I was Superman and I could run through a brick wall. And lo and behold, I hit the brick wall and my whole life shattered apart. Yeah. Right. And it's like, wait, what just happened to me? What just happened to her from the outside looking in and that element of shame like that you spoke to, I feel wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that knowing that like everything that I thought was picture perfect was actually crumbling from the inside out, but it wasn't until my physical body hit that wall that I was able to actually just stop and realize there's, I cannot do anything more than what I'm capable of in this moment. And in this moment, all I'm capable of is doing is breathing. 
And I had two little babies at the time. So it was hard to mother. It was hard to, you know, get food on the table. It was hard to make eye contact with other people. It was hard. It was so hard. And yet at the same time, I know that what God was having me do in that time was to like, forget about self, right? I was so self-centered and thought that everything, even from a self-development perspective, even from a business development perspective, I thought I had it figured out so young, right? I could strut it. I was confident. I was all of these things from the outside looking in. And it was that time, that season of just really unbecoming in order to become uh, mm -hmm. that I, I'll never take back. And I feel like that person's wisdom towards like, you might have it all together and you're great and you're wonderful and you're shining bright now, but just wait, yeah. just wait till you have that moment, that encounter. And I can't wait to see you change your life change before your eyes. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's a pretty evolution. <laughs> yeah. Usually it isn't. <laughs> no. And that's okay. I think yeah. if it wasn't for the muck and the mire, we wouldn't have the empathy factor. We yeah. wouldn't have the ability to sit here both like makeup lists and just like, let's talk, right? Like, yeah, let's just exactly. put it all on the table. Well, we hope each of those incredible golden nuggets allowed you to really understand the breadth of information and application that's going to take place at this conference. We, again, hope and encourage that you will get your ticket today, whether virtual or in person, at thefoundercom.com. I can assure you, whether you're at home and you're bringing people together to experience this or you're fully immersed in Raleigh, North Carolina, you are going to leave forever changed. Last year, we had 13 unexpected baptisms. We had seven supernatural healings. So obviously getting in the room is extra special. We had two marriage proposals that happened that weekend. One unexpected marriage proposal. We had zero idea and it happened on stage. And I've since had the joy of officiating their wedding. And so we cannot wait to celebrate the nuptials of people because this fully immersive opportunity is not just about your business. It's the business of being a kingdom entrepreneur and a legacy leader. And so again, go to foundercon.com, thefoundercon.com. Get your tickets today. If you have any additional questions, you know where to find us, but ultimately let's show up for one another because together when we show up as the body of Christ, we operate like-heartedly, like-mindedly, and like-handedly, which you're going to hear more about at the show, then you will understand what it's like to make and be a founder. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.